Welcome to Cannons on the Run, episode 11. I'm Frater Jonathan. And I'm Frater Jordan. An Orbitine podcast centered out of St. Norbert Abbey in Pierre, Wisconsin, where we talk about being Frater's. At least now. At least now. <laughs> yeah. At least Norbertines. About being Norbertines and right now also being Frotters. Norbertine Frotters. Discerning the priesthood. Mm-hmm. So let's catch everyone up on what we've been up to. Yeah. I usually go first, so you get to go first this time. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, something pretty cool that has happened. Uh, doing some international food tasting. I guess. Yeah, the best. These two, this sounds so good. Yeah. Going to school at Catholic Theological Union, a lot of our classmates are from around the world. So one of them is Vincentian. Uh, He's from Ethiopia. So he had Deacon Patrick and I uh, over to their house and he cooked Ethiopian food for us. So we had an Ethiopian meal. Yum. uh, Which was fantastic. But then also... And he invited a priest and a religious brother from Ethiopia as well. So it was fun to listen and share in their stories because Ethiopia is also one of the oldest Christian churches and kind of has their own rite and some of their own texts and devotions and things like that that is in practice by the global church. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. One of the oldest Christian churches, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, great food. But Ethiopian food you eat with your hands. So there's kind of like, you know, this this bread that you just stick into the meat. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like, I love I loved the food. I love, you know, being part of that. But it's a struggle for me to even eat a cheeseburger with my hands. I just, really? I do not like touching my food. Like, fork and knife. I'm like a grilled cheese sandwich hmm. and dipping it in tomato soup is what I do. Wow. Because I don't, I just, I don't like getting my hands full full of food. I just learned something new. Yeah, I'm a freak. How fun. No, I'm not a freak, freak at all. Oh, come on. Let's be honest. The amount of things that I'm particular about, <laughs> you're doing just fine. Um, I'm civilized. Out of way. Wow. You yeah, barbarians. That. Yeah, it's really easy for me to eat food with my hands because. Yeah, no, like grapes. I'm okay with that because okay. there's no residue that comes from that like grease like breads and grains and stuff like that it's just kind of like there's stuff left over so how do you eat chicken wings yeah well make sacrifices Ah, (laughs) so you gotta suffer through that one gotcha (laughs) just curious (laughs) yeah gotta and then like drink your beer like using your palms (laughs) so your fingers don't touch the glass (laughs) true that does i I appreciate that you're aware of not putting like grimy fingerprints all over the glass that's gross so so that was uh one instance and then uh deacon patrick and i have a buddy who is a a franciscan from croatia and uh he took us to a let me think yugoslavian restaurant serbian restaurant so we had croatian region food uh so much meat like Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) <laughs> it was it was very very hearty oh, wow. but uh a fun to experience that and have a croatian beer um, nice. i don't know what it was called but yeah uh you know it's fun to share in other people's cultures and so mm-hmm. we offered these guys we're like 
Well, you'll have to come over for a Wisconsin meal. We'll have brandy old fashions and uh, some venison or something like that. Nice. Some cheese curds. Wisconsin meal, cheese curds. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, so it was fun to, to share in that experience and uh, for them to share that. That was pretty exciting. Oh, that's great. International food is the best. Yeah. Well, I had, I got to help out recently at St. Willibrard Parish, and we had a middle school Lenten retreat, so a retreat that they have amidst Lent, and it was for a full day, and that was awesome. There were a little over 50 middle schoolers, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, right around that age, Mm -hmm. and it was great. Bilingual. So I was learning all sorts of new vocab, and I got to share a little bit for a half hour. I got to talk about Lent. Um, I spoke in English because I could have a lot more nuance in what I was talking about then. So that was a really fun event. Um, I was really impressed. We had a holy hour with the middle schoolers, and there were a lot of students who went to confession, and Father Andy was not able to get out of the confessional to come and repose the Blessed Sacrament at the end of the holy hour until it had been an hour and a half which was great time for everyone to spend that much quality time with the Lord in the day, especially how busy all of us are. But I was... I was mega impressed that these middle schoolers stayed quiet that whole time. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was a beautiful, natural, inherent sense of reverence and stuff. But still, we just got to be honest. Sitting still for an hour and a half is hard for anybody. Not to mention when you're in middle school. So I was super impressed. God is good. That was a really nice day. And then they had all sorts of other activities and things. And one more thing. Today we're recording after we've had a day of preparing with our community as we prepare for electing a new abbot for our community which is a big deal because in the Norbertine community, when we elect abbots, the shortest term an abbot can be elected for is nine years. The longest term is for life, Mm -hmm. which is long, especially depending on when you get elected. So obviously we're not going to take these kinds of decisions lightly and we don't want to view it just as standard voting procedure. You know, we want to make sure that we're all getting together as a community addressing where we feel God is calling us to make sure that we're letting making adequate room in our hearts for the Holy Spirit to move and guide us in, in voting and electing a new habit. So we, in previous episodes, have shared with you things that have been happening like we do just now with this check-in. and It's fun for us to tell you what recent events we've had and how that's, you know, part of our discernment, that kind of a thing. But we were talking and realized that we've never actually told you all, our listeners, when we first met the Norbertines or met a Norbertine and how we got from that point to then deciding to join a religious community. Today's episode is about that. How did we get to know the people who wear all white and live in an abbey in Tapir, Wisconsin? Yeah. Number teens are kind of a secret. Yeah, I remember when I was telling people at school that I was going to join the Norbertines, one of the questions I got was, oh, so are Norbertines, are they Franciscan? Are they, like, what What do they belong to? And it was interesting because I, I was confused at first. I was like, no, it's Norbertine. It's zone one. And I wasn't ready for that question. A couple of weeks ago, um, Father Mike's uh, sister-in-law uh, works for a Catholic organization. And there was this charity event in Chicago, the Chicago Auto Show. And Deacon Patrick, Father Mike, and I went. It was for a Catholic charity. So we went in habit. And some of the questions that came up were, well, what are you right? <laughs> and so I'd be like, <laughs> and so and so it was kind of like, well, have you ever watched Robin Hood and seen Friar Talk? Nice. Right? Good like, reference. I'm like, we're kind of like Friar Talk in some sense. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, there's still mystery behind our garb or right. our name, Norbertine, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I know it was even a mystery to me when I entered my freshman year at St. Norbert College. Growing up in the Diocese of Superior, uh, there wasn't many religious priests. So I always had experience with diocesan priests. Like, mm-hmm. So freshman summer orientation heading mm-hmm. into St. Norbert College, I met a couple of Norbertines at the college involvement fair, right? So you kind of parents and you walk around and see the different organizations on campus. Well, the parish, uh, St. Norbert College Parish had a booth and mom's like, oh, you got to get involved in the parish. I'm like, Oh, mom. What a great like, mom. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> like, okay, to please mom, I will go to the parish booth. And there um, I met Father Sal and Father Jim. So mom, being the extrovert that she is, was chatting away, and she's like, oh, yeah, my son wants to sign up for something. And I'm like, oh, crap. They're really going to they're really gonna dig their claws into me. And Father Jim was like, well, meet Father Sal. He is... He is the Catholic pit bull, and he will volunteer you for anything. Mm. And so that was kind of like my first interaction with Norbertines. And then, of course, attending St. Norbert College, I got to have Norbertines uh, for class and then, of course, celebrate Mass in the parish. And during that time, they some of them lived on campus and so got to participate in their prayer life and um, got to see how they interacted with one another. There was a fraternal bonding, fraternal humor. So you could see kind of like this brotherhood really take place like any other family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's fun to hear things like that in hindsight now. You say, you know, meeting Father Sal and Father Jim for the first time and thinking back to that time and thinking, you know, like, oh, wow, little do you know, or, you know, little do any of us know what some of those, you know, first moments turn into. So my first time that I met Norbertine's, um, primarily through my aunt, Judy Turba, who worked in the Norbertine Center for Spirituality for many years. So when my grandma and grandpa both passed away, which would be my uncle Jerry, Judy's husband, Jerry, uh, his parents, my dad's parents, because of that connection, some Norbertines knew through Judy and Jerry, knew my grandparents. So when I was at their funerals, when I was Eight. I think there would have been Norbertines at that funeral. And then in high school, 17, there was definitely Norbertines at that funeral. So these kind of introductory moments of interaction, um, kind of like what I said with yours, not knowing at that time, you know, what any of that would mean long term, just okay, you know, meeting new people. But then fast forward, I go to college, I get a job teaching that is close enough to De Pere, so I can actually commute once in a while to come to the Norbertine Center for Spirituality and go to a few different events here. For those who don't know, the Norbertine Center for Spirituality is, I mean, a spirituality center that is part of our abbey. It's like literally the building itself is part of it. There's a hallway, um, guest rooms and things, so people can spend individual retreats here. There are large group retreats, um, all different things happening through the spirituality center. So different events they had were bringing me to the spirituality center, ultimately the abbey. And so one of the first times, and I don't, I can't remember if you were there yet, but there was a Meet the Frotters I'm event. I'm glad I left an impression. <laughs> you did. Yeah. If it helps at all, I could, I can't picture everyone's faces of the frauders who were there. I can deduce naturally that Father Matt was there because chronologically the first one to join of the guys in our generation. Father Brad, I think, was there. Brother Jake, I think, was there. Yeah. So I can I can assume chronologically at least four or five 
of the guys who joined from that point on were there. Um, so if it helps at all, I can't necessarily remember everyone's specific face. Also because that was my first time meeting all of you in any capacity. And so they talked about what that life was like. That was a big turning point for me, getting to see what you mentioned, Norbertines interacting with one another, mm -hmm. that they, you all were just talking to each other, that um, they were answering some basic questions about, you know, what is it like to be a Norbertine frauder and have a Facebook account? Because everyone else in this room doesn't have that experience, you know, they're on Facebook and that's it. So that was interesting. Over time, I was going to more and more events at the Norbertine Center for Spirituality and interacting with Norbertines in different capacities then as I was at these different events, seeing that community interaction, seeing, um, the Abbey and that idea of religious life was all part of God planting that seed in me that eventually got me here. So what was interesting was then after that, there was an event in De Pere at Old St. Joe's celebrating Father Alfred McBride's work at Relevant Radio. So there was a mass to celebrate that. So there were many Norbertines there concelebrating. Similar to you, my hometown, it was not common for me to see priests of a religious order. I just saw diocesan priests. So to come to this mass and there were like five, six, seven, probably more priests can celebrating, maybe up to 10. I remember being struck by that. Whoa, there's a lot of priests in one room. So I just didn't yeah. see can celebrating happening often. And I was particularly struck by one moment after communion was done. So everyone, I'm kneeling and um, the priests are returning back to their seats after distributing the Eucharist. And Father Matt, Father Seamus, and Father Jim all walked by in a line. In, you know, everyone's silent. And I remember being really struck by this physical representation of community walking by. It wasn't just one priest who had done this. It was three priests walking in a line. It was this team feeling, this community feeling, and seeing them walk by. And I remember at that point, I already I decided I was I was applying to join, but that really was affirming to realize, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Feeling called to this in a communal way, in a way of doing this with other people, was yeah. really quite was really quite affirming and exciting. I mean, my experience of being at St. Norbert College, seeing Norbertines uh, live and work together, your experience uh, at Old St. Joe's for uh, Father McBride's Mass, a celebration, and seeing Father Seamus, Father Jim, and Father Matthew, I think there's something attractive and appealing to seeing a Mass of priests, of brothers, living and working together. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a pretty cool experience during my ministry practicum for my studies. So having this hands-on experience of working in a parish helped organize an event at Old St. Pat's for their young adult group. It was adoration, benediction, and vespers. And so thankfully, like my Norbertine brothers really came through to help out. So at that time, Father Mike Brennan was a deacon. I helped plan and was Cantor, you were were the accompanist. And then uh, Frater An was the acolyte. Mm -hmm. Because we lived this, uh, we experienced this, uh, it was very natural and easy for us to, to help do this ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, and because we know one another so well and living with each other in our fraternal, fraternal bonds. I mean, so there's something to say about that, mm -hmm. just of knowing one another intimately. Yeah, if I can add something to that really quickly, I really liked that experience as well. It was really affirming, you know, the four of us knowing each other, getting to provide different strengths and doing that really affirming thing of what I felt had drawn me in, this way of getting to interact in community. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, back to your story. Well, and, and so just from that experience, uh, which had a pretty decent turnout, 
um, for after work for people. It gave me great joy to share that in that experience with uh, my Norbertine brothers, mm-hmm. with you all. But also, I don't know, a little bit nostalgic of like, wow, these people just encountered uh, Norbertines working, ministering together, right? We just gave witness to the apostolic way of life. I think the the great appeal, like you seeing three Norbertines at Old St. Joe's or me seeing Norbertines at St. Norbert College, seeing four Norbertines at Old St. Pat's in Chicago, that's powerful witness that I think leaves an impression on people's imagination. Right? Mm, that's beautiful. With this event that we did at Old St. Pat's down in Chicago, this is going to sound funny because we were all adults in the room, somewhere between our late 20s and late 30s. Yet there was still this feeling of, oh, there's no other, there's no superiors here, you know? <laughs> so it felt like this kind of this quasi high school moment or, you know, early college of like, wow, I get to do this all by myself. Cool. Yeah. Even though I've done plenty of things yeah. by myself when I was teaching, you know, making all sorts of adult decisions by myself. But there is something. Daddy's not here. <laughs> right, right. We can make our own decisions. It's going to be great. But I think that's part of what made that so exciting and memorable is that we got to try and live out community with one another because part of, you know, coming into something with a tradition is you want to respect that tradition. So naturally then you look to whoever's superior, the superior, mm-hmm. our superiors within these contexts to help us make sure that we're acting within the full community idea. So there's something beautiful about just that opportunity for it to be the four of us and none of us were superior beyond being in the community for a little over five years was the quote oldest member of the community in our group. And so to see like, you know, it's that fledgling, that first flight of a chance to try, or, you know, for a few of us, for Frater Ann and I, especially as novices at that time, a chance to, to, to just be us and to go out and to do that and, you know, say, hey, are we making our community proud by living out our values as Norbertines? Yeah. Parents would be so proud. They would. <laughs> parents in this case meaning our Norbertine superiors. Right. right. And are all, also <laughs> our bio- our birth parents. Yeah. Of definitely. course. Definitely. All right. Well, I got to get scooting to Chicago early tomorrow morning. We're kind of uh, recording here late at night, so. Yeah, you're all leaving back to go to school work. Yeah. Which is important. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been. It's good to see you peeps back up here during your reunion. Great. If you want to find out more about Cannons on the Run, go to www.norbertines.org, click on the podcast tab, or give us a comment by clicking on contact the podcast team. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, subscribe, rate us, write a review. That would be greatly appreciated. We love any feedback we get from you. We'll do our best to get back to you when we can, but any feedback, questions, ideas, things that came to mind, we'd love to hear from you. All right, that's a wrap. As we continue on this journey, living in one mind and heart on our way to God, uh, continue to keep us in prayer as we continue to keep you, our listeners, in prayer. Holy Father St. Norbert, pray pray for for us. us.